Welcome to Our Family Stories, the only podcast that shares stories about my awesome family. We have the Waits, the McKinleys, the Smolens, the Crofts, and the Clausens. And we have a few visitors here and there. I love you guys, and I hope you all enjoy this episode of Our Family Stories. Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Our Family Stories. This was super fun to record this with Dad. We have already covered his work mission and we decided to do his England mission. And as you will hear, he really gets on a roll. His memory over the years of what happened is amazing to me. The amount of stories he was able to tell me in such great detail was really fun. I feel like in this interview he really came alive and I'm excited to have these stories um, recorded as we have them. So looking forward to letting everybody listen to it. Have a great day guys. Love you. Bye. All right. We're sitting here with dad tonight. It's 8.53 on a Sunday night and um, we're going to talk about, so we've already talked about your work mission and now we want to talk about your mission to England. And if you don't mind, I'd like to start with a couple questions. Um, Number one, you went on your work mission before your proselyting mission, right? Yes. What year did you go on your work mission? 64. Okay. Then what year did you... Uh, July of 64, I left. I was 18. We could go out on a, a work mission at 18. Remind me how long... It was a year? Your a work year mission? and a half. Your work mission was a year and a half. It should have been two years, but they discontinued them. Okay, so tell me, let's go from your work mission, and then what happened? You came home, and what did you do before you went on your proselyting mission? Okay. What was going on then? In September... Uh, they decided to do a of the work mission. So I was up in Missoula, Montana, working on a stake center. Uh, I was doing a lot of hod and a lot of cement work and stuff like that. So uh, they said those who could go on a proselyte mission should go talk with their bishop and see if they could go on a proselyte mission. So I got back and I met with my bishop and he interviewed me and we got all our papers ready and, and sent them in. And about a month later, uh, in October sometime, uh, I received my call. And my call was to the North German mission. And so I think I left on the 15th. I, I have that recorded somewhere, but I can't find my book tonight. So I left and went down to the Salt Lake mission home and arrived there and a couple of interesting things that uh, that I did I got there and I was standing out in the hall watching people come in and back then we could have lots of families 
join the missionaries and come in. And I noticed this one particular guy, he was surrounded probably by, oh, 20 friends and 10 or 15 uh, different people like aunts and uncles and, and cousins or whatever. But I, I noticed him. And uh, he had a real cute girl on his arm. And uh, I found out later he became my companion in the mission home. And uh, his name was Elder Blackhurst. I think his uh, dad was a doctor there in Ogden and very well known. And uh, it kind of surprised me that I should get that one out of all the missionaries coming in. Also had another missionary, uh, Ralph Hill from LeGrand, that attended that that same uh, week with me. He was the same age. But uh, one thing is interesting because I was called to the North German mission. So I went to the Provo uh, German Center to learn German. And I worked on it for about two months. And I didn't think I was making a great progress on that learning German. I knew quite a bit, but I still felt that I could do more in English speaking. So I talked to the, the mission president and we and a group of us went down and we talked to uh, oh, I, my mind uh, two presidents that go uh, as who was it? Uh, Hinkley? Hank, no, the one after him. Kimball? No, no the, not Kimball. Um, Hank Benson? No, the one coming this Hunter? way. No, coming this way. <laughs> Monson? Yeah, President Monson. <laughs> we were interviewed. Hey, he's an apostle at a time, but there's a group of us went down when you received her. I, I I don't know why I have that brain. <laughs> Sometimes I can't think of a name when you're trying to think of it. But anyway, President Monson, we met with him, and he uh, thought it, and it was quite a good experience, uh, spiritual experience. But uh about a week later, I got my call, and we, uh, they were just had a new uh, mission over in England. It's called the British South Mission. And so I was assigned to go to the British South Mission. And so, I, so let's back up a little bit. You talked to President Monson. President Monson. Well, he's, he's Apostle Monson. Now, you said you went down with a group of you. Did a group of you talk to him, or did you have a one-on-one with him? We or? had a one-on-one with him. And what did he tell you? When you told him that, I can't remember, but it's basically that I felt better if we went to an English speaking mission. And then they switched it. Yeah, they switched it to, How, to what the did British you, South. When, when you told your mom and dad about this, what did they say? What did they, they think? About they were that? all right with it. Okay. And uh, I was a little embarrassed because I, you know, you're switching missions and stuff right. like that. I talked to my cousin who went with the, to the North Mission. He said, Glenn, you should have went because. Uh, he says, we get a lot of missionaries coming over that don't know anything about the language, mm-hmm. but you learn it when you're there. And right. I probably would have learned it, but I, I got a feeling that I would have done better in English speaking. So we switched missions. And uh, so in January, I I left and uh, on the plane to go to England on my mission. And the one thing I recall that I thought was kind of interesting, you, you think you're going to go around New, to New York and around that way, but they go over the North Pole because it's 
closer by going over the North mm-hmm. Pole. And so we, uh, we landed at O'Hara in Chicago. And the one thing I noticed that I, I don't know if they picked up some other people or what, uh, what they did, but it was kind of interesting because on the runway, when we were going out to, there's a huge line of planes. Like there must have been 20 or 30 planes all lined up, you know, going, going out to the runway to take off. And I thought that was interesting. So we took off and it was like in the afternoon. And because you're flying in the east, it's mostly dark all the way. Because you're flying east and uh, the sun comes, you know, you're going, sets in the west. So when we got to, I think it was about six or seven hour flight. I can't remember exactly. But we landed at Heathrow Airport in London there. And we were met by the mission assistants. And they took us to the uh, the mission home in Reading, uh, England. That was our mission headquarters, and they had a manor house, and and it was uh, one of these big old English Tudor homes, and I thought it was kind of cool. One thing I noticed about England, how green it was. It was a real pretty green, everything. And uh, I was used to uh, this time of year, you know, in the wintertime, kind of browned around Boise and other places, you know, Utah. But this is just a really green we got there at the mission home and uh, had dinner, and they said because of our jet lag, they didn't hold us up. And sister and brother Archer wanted to hear our testimonies, so we bore our testimonies, and uh, it was kind of interesting. And sister Archer spoke to us, and he said, one thing you don't do in England is use the word bloody. It's like saying son of a bitch. <laughs> it kind of took me back. The sister archer would, <laughs> would say they would say like that, but the archers were really down to earth people. I'll I'll tell you a little more about our the mission president and sister archer. Anyway, he uh, he is a really a down to earth guy. He wanted to make the the mission a, a very good thing and a joyous thing, in a uh, a thing that you would remember the rest of your life. And he was, uh, his calling was kind of interesting. About four years ago, before he went on his mission to England, he he, uh, was kind of inactive. He liked to smoke. And and he owned this big foundry in in Salt Lake area. And uh, they made him bishop, and he changed his ways. And... uh, you know, as bishop, you had to be active and doing what you're supposed to be doing. And uh, so as a bishop, the state president came to him, and I, I think they asked for three or four uh, couples to go on mission. And uh, he says, well, if you'll release me as bishop, I'll go with my wife. <laughs> and so he says, yeah, we'll do that. So he was released as bishop, and they uh he was just a regular missionary couple it in England. And as he was serving as missionary couple, uh, they decided to make this new mission, the British South Mission. So they called him to be the mission president and right there when he's out in serving his regular mission. So he had a good relationship with the, the missionaries. 
and uh, he let the missionaries do a lot of things for other missionaries, presidents wouldn't let people do. And I, I, I had a very, I shouldn't say a loose mission president, but I had a, a run one was really strict, but I'll talk about that later when he becomes mission president. But it was uh, a good thing to meet with him and to be able to share a testimony and feel his spirit and how our headquarters was in Reading, uh, England, which is about all oh, 30 miles east of, I mean, west of uh, London. My first area that I was called to was Winchester. Now, Winchester was only about 20 miles from Reading, our mission headquarters, uh, maybe perhaps 30, but one thing our mission wasn't very big uh, mileage-wise, or we only, it was about 60 by 80 miles long. Wow. And it, yeah, it's a very small mission, but we had over, they said 8 million people in that area. Wow. Because it took in part of London and mm -hmm. uh, Windsor and, and Wembley and all that area around the North Circle of London. But it was very well populated. But I think Winchester had about 300,000. And my first companion was a, a, a Eastern Idaho farmer came from a, a farm that uh, he, he knew how to work. His name was Elder Chase. And uh, Gregory Lynn Chase, the, the full name. But anyway, Elder Chase and I, he loved sports, and I love sports. And so we got along great. And uh, I remember meeting him, and uh, we had to get some things done. We went down and bought a bicycle. And uh, they didn't have the big fancy 15-gear ones. We only had the three-gear ones <laughs> and back then. But... That the bicycle lasted me the, my whole mission. And uh, so uh, I could ride a bike pretty good, and, and we rode a bike everywhere, unless we were going down to Southampton for church. Then we took the bus, and it was only like six pence to go to Southampton. It was really cheap to ride the bus. One thing about in England, the bus schedules and the train schedules, they're on time. They're very seldom ever late. You're never waiting for them. They, they have a time listed on the uh, bus stop, and they're usually there. <laughs> kind of surprising. That's cool. Yeah, and uh, so sometimes we use the buses. To, uh, <coughs> if we're going to Reading and stuff like that, it only took us, the whole mission get get together in two hours, riding trains or buses in any way. Uh, Reading was kind of in the center center our mission, and like I said, Winchester wasn't very far from Reading, but Winchester had a huge cathedral, and they call it Winchester Cathedral, one of these, you know, built in the, probably the 12th century, and it was a, it was kind of an interesting thing to go tour and go through, and uh, we, uh, we as missionaries did do that at times on our, our diversion day or the day we had off on Monday. But uh, Winchester was really an interesting place. They had uh, a big round table for, uh, uh, not for Lancelot, what's the other one, uh, 
King Arthur's Round Table. And they had this huge, and it was probably, they had it up on the wall and looked like about 30 feet in diameter anyway. It was a big table. And uh, so I got there. I met Eller Chase, and we got, he already had the digs. We called them digs or apartments or, or uh, flats, whatever you want to call them. We called them digs you know, over in England. And uh, the digs were across from a, a large prison. And it was huge. And one thing about this prison, <clears throat> one time they had a royalty come and visit it on some day. And anyway, they had about 50 motorcycles and about, I don't know, 100 cars and the prince and oh, everybody else was there. And, and it was just down our street. So we took a lot of pictures and had a good time watching them do their, uh, uh, what do they call it, uh, royalty. But uh, it was kind of a joy to be there. Uh, one thing I really uh, got to acquainted with is tracting. I don't know if any of you know how much tracting they're done in these foreign <laughs> cities and towns, but there's a lot of it. So how much did you do on it like a daily basis? We got up at six. We had uh, had time to you know brush our teeth and comb our hair and, and shave and get ready for the day. And then that... By uh, 6.30, we were in our personal study, and we had joint study at about 8.30. And then uh, our places always provided our food for our breakfast and evening meal. And I forget the cost. It was only like six or seven pounds. And a pound at that time was worth about $3.80 of American dollars. It was a little, but they were working on the, the pound, shilling, and uh, pence system, where uh, one or I can't remember it was twenty shillings equal to pound, or maybe it's twelve shillings equal to pound, and uh, it was a little bit. You had to do some figuring in your head to use their money back then. Then they went to the decimal system a few late years later, but uh, they they work with shillings and pence and and pounds and. We uh, you had to get used to their money system. One thing I noticed, like I said, was the greenery. But another thing I noticed is the accents of the little kids, mm. because they they spoke the you know the English accent. I thought that was kind of cool to have listen to the kids talk. <laughs> so we started tracting, and like I said, we. We were out the door by 9.30, and we're in our area by 10, knocking on doors. Now, in England, they have these, what they call row houses. And they're long uh, rows of uh, brick apartments. And they go like three or 400 yards uh, down the street. And they would have an apartment downstairs, one in the middle, and one up above. Wow, that's a lot of A lot of people. Doors. Yeah. And the uh, last time I we went back to England, they were doing away with the row houses. They were going more like a duplex or a or fourplex. Anyway, they each uh, place had what they call a high street. And that's where you did all your marketing. They had a butcher shop and a, and a place to buy your vegetables and, and not very many shopping centers. But there were just small shops that you would buy your food at. 
course, we didn't have to purchase very much food because our evening and our breakfast and evening meal was provided. And that consisted of like uh, maybe two eggs. And we called them these big round sausages. They're a lot different than our sausages. We called them bangers. And uh, they <laughs> called them bangers too. And uh, then maybe some orange juice or, uh, of course, we weren't allowed to drink tea. But our, uh, all the English wanted you to drink tea. But anyway, we uh, had a good breakfast usually. It was so who filling. so who provided that? The where, landlords where you were living. Yeah, just the the wife and the husband. And then dinner was what members or no was it the landlords no as well? landlord. They provided everything. So you, did you eat with them or did they just provide the food? No, they usually came to our room and you know provide the food. Okay, and uh, usually had some chicken or. Uh, one place, one of the flats, we had a lot of curry and. I really got to love curry. Mm. And these were uh, people from India. Mm. And it, they had the best curry, like chicken curry and pork curry and and uh, just about anything you could think about curry, you know, always with rice. Yeah. It was good. Good meal. Anyway, the so we got that the meals taken care of. And so we started attracting. I remember the first time I knocked on the door and it was my turn to, do the <laughs> inviting. I was scared to death. <laughs> uh, I think most missionaries can re relate to that. Anyway, we knocked on the door and the lady came and we, we talked to her and gave her a message. And a lot of them said, no, we're, no, thank you. And they would shut the door politely. Every once in a while, uh, about every fifth or sixth one, they give us a door slammed in her face. Just, just to show that they didn't want religion coming to their door. But uh, we were kind of playing a game. About three weeks later, you got used to what you had to say, and you could answer more questions. You weren't so scared. So we played a game of baseball. So Elder Chase and I would knock on a door. He We'd take turns. And once you got three doors shut, uh, shut in your face, that was three strikes. So the... If we got in, if we got in, it was a signal, and if we taught a lesson, it was a home run. <laughs> and that didn't happen very often, but, uh, you know, like at Major Bay. We had some lot of fun out tracked, and we made it fun. And uh, so the the first contact that we really met was a lady by the name of Sister Pilly. <clears throat> she was an elderly, probably in her late 50s, had uh, several growing children, and she had, her youngest was eight years old, and uh, Grace Pilly was her name, and we started to teach her. We got in. Uh, the house was a mess. I mean, it was actually really dirty, but she always wanted to give us uh, uh, biscuits, and biscuits were cookies. Mm -hmm. So, and squash. They had a drink called orange squash. Because we didn't drink tea at the time, so she always wanted to provide us with biscuits and squash. So we got in, and we taught her the first lesson, and we challenged her to read 50 pages of the Book of Mormon. And uh, her son sat in with her. And so the second lesson, we came back, and Elder Chase uh, is just giving her a bad time and he, he 
he liked to joke around a little bit, and he says, well, did you read uh, the 50 pages? She says, yes. said, did you read about uh, Joseph Smith and the Indians? And uh, she says, no, Nephi and Lehi. That's what I read about. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Elder Chess, he had this big smile, and he smiled and looked at me, and he said, Elder Way, <laughs> I, I shouldn't have done that, but I did. <laughs> and uh, we taught her the second lesson. And... Uh, I think the third or fourth lesson we challenged her for her baptism and her and her son accepted. Here we had somebody to baptize. That doesn't happen very often in England. And so we taught her all the lessons and set her date for her baptism and she uh, was baptized and Simon was baptized. And we, uh, that was our first bab two baptisms that were Chase and I. And so she says, I have a daughter who'd probably be interested in and her name's uh, Sister Waite. <laughs> Same spelling, everything. Wow. And so her her son was named Philip. Now, I might got those Simon Simon and Philip might have been different. I think her uh, Sister Waite's son was Philip, and he was also eight or nine years older. So we taught them, taught her, and uh, baptized her. So there was four baptisms. That didn't happen very often. So we kept our tracting. We kept working hard. One thing about Brother Chase, he was uh, Elder Chase. He was a hard worker. He was a farmer. You know, how knew how to work hard. He had a good testimony. And it was kind of fun to be trained by him. And uh, so every Sunday, we would take a group of us and go down my bus I don't know how she, because uh, it cost, I think, a shilling or two to get down and back. Front, uh, We had to go to Southampton. Now, Southampton, probably most people know it's a big seaport. you probably heard of that before. Mm -hmm. And uh, we had a chapel down there. They had about, I would say, five or six family there in Winchester, but they had to disband because they couldn't get along. So they all went to, to Southampton. It was kind of interesting to, to meet with the people and learn the... And they had problems like any other, you know, area. Or pro, they had problems like people had problems with each other. And, and we did a lot of times counseling with different people. But we were uh, out... Uh, on the street one day, and there's this young lady. Now, I'm not quite, Susan uh, Pilly, I think, or uh, I can't remember her name, it's Susan anyway. Uh, we were just doing some uh, tracting out on the main uh, high road, and she said, yeah, I'd like to learn about the church. And we baptized her. Now, I ha wish I had my book. I could tell her her name and all this stuff, but that so, there was a baptism there. That So there's uh, five baptisms. So in our mission, we had a thing we called the top ten baptizers got to go into President Sister Archer to have a dinner. And so Brother Chase and I, we qualified. So we thought that was, that was great to do that. One thing about Winchester, it had a real beautiful stream that run down through the center of it right along the high road. And uh, we could go over there on the little bridges and look down and see trout in there about 
oh, 15 to 18 inches long. Nice. And that was kind of exciting to see those trout in there. I don't, I never did see anybody fishing, but maybe they had an ordinance they couldn't fish, but it was good to see, you know, wildlife like that. But, uh, so we went to the dinner and had a great time and bore our testimonies and came back. And so there was another family that said, hey, we have a friend that wanted to be baptized. So we went out and taught the friend. I, like, if I had my book, I could tell you his name, but I can't remember his name. I can't remember. the. the it was the Tate family that had it. I remember that. Uh, so there's another baptism. Every time we had prayer, whether it be during our you know, morning, noon, or night prayers, uh, we always asked to find a family that we might teach and baptize. So we were, uh, we had just one family. It was just a great family. We finally found a family with a husband and a wife and the, the child all wanting to be baptized. There would be three more baptisms. <laughs> And so uh, we set a date, and the night before the baptism, we went, the district leader and Elder Chase went out to interview him. And uh, the bloke, we called them blokes then, and he said that he went to the pub with his friends, and he says, oh, you're becoming a Mormon? You know, you can't drink tea or coffee or or uh, alcohol are going to be, and we're not going. We can't put up with that. So, the social pressure that he felt, he couldn't felt that he couldn't do it. And so, we had to drop that family. The night we had a, the baptism, pro, I mean, all the, and we had to go down to Southampton for the baptism. It was all filled and everything. The font, and uh, we were kind of discouraged and. So, Sometimes when you're discouraged, you do crazy things like go to a movie or something like that. But Elder Chase said, no, we, we met this real sharp lady. I want to get back to her and talk to her. So we went over to, uh, we tracked her up at least yesterday or the day before. I can't remember. But anyway, we went to her, to her house and we pulled up and on our bikes and the guy and his family was out washing her, her Beetle Volkswagen. And uh, we pulled up and, and he said, oh, you those uh, Mormon missionaries? And he said, yeah, we are. We'd like to share a, a brief message with you. Oh, yeah, come on in. Really friendly. This is the same night we got packed by the, by the by other family. So they had four in their family. They had a, the, him and his wife. He was a sergeant major in the army. He was a pretty good shaped guy. I mean, he was about, I would guess, six one or six two, but very, very uh, buff. <laughs> and anyway, we went in there and taught him the, the first lesson and, and left him a Book of Mormon and challenged him, you know, to be. Our first lesson, uh, Brother Brown's lessons, you know, was we taught the Book of Mormon. And we gave him a copy of the Book of Mormon. They started, you know, we got him to start reading the Book of Mormon. Anyway, we set an appointment, but we had this big book called Meet the Mormons. I don't know if you ever seen one or not, but... I've heard of it before. I don't know if I've ever seen it. Oh, it's about Salt Lake and everybody, you know, it's a pretty good-sized book and big picture book. 
Mm-hmm. Anyway, we left it with them and, and uh, set an appointment for a couple of days, maybe three days down the road where we teach another discussion. And uh, we went back to them and Brother Chase was, or Elder Chase was given the first half and he was uh, given the part of the, where he says, Joseph Smith and Oliver Calvary baptized, he, he left it out. And Brother Stewart stopped him right there and he said, didn't Joe Smith and Oliver Calvary baptize? And uh, Elder Chase looked at me with his big grin on it. He said, you might as well teach us. You know better than me. <laughs> anyway, we uh, set an appointment and, and we baptized him and his wife and his daughter. We got a family family. And uh, there was three baptisms. And with this Tate family baptism, made it four. And so it, it needed about five to qualify. So I was with Elder Chase about, I would say, six months because we got along good and we teach and baptize and a lot of people and, and doing things we were supposed to be doing. And, and we played sports with each other. I just mentioned about our sports. Uh, we started playing tackle football and uh, we ended up breaking uh, some arms and legs. So. The mission president said, that's enough. No more tackle football. So, like, you're playing pickup games to tackle football, or are you playing in organized leagues? No, just pickup games. Oh, just, just pickup games. With different uh, districts and stuff Man. like that. Oh, okay, with oh, with the missionaries. Yeah, with the missionaries. Ah, okay. We were, we were getting to, you know, playing tackle football without pads. It's not right. crazy. It yeah. is. But uh, then every once in a while, we'd kick the English football around just to, the soccer, we call it, but, mm-hmm. but they were really big on that soccer. Mm-hmm. And they had, Everbillage had a pitch or a green, they call mm-hmm. it. Yeah. And uh, they go down and kick the ball around. And it's kind of fun to watch them. I got kind of interested. Uh, some of the local teams are better to watch than the pro teams on TV because they are they take so long and it's kind of boring. Did you go to some of the, the professional games over there? No, no. Okay. We, we just went to... Uh, the local pitch, you know, okay. we might, you know, know somebody or something like that. Okay. I remember we went to a basketball game, and so we went to the lockers, and we were changing the all. We all had garments on, and, mm-hmm. and the the one of the blokes said, "Hey, what's that? What are you wearing?" He said, <laughs> "Oh, what? I think Eller Chase or something." Well, this is the going thing in the States. We all wear the same thing. You know, back then, there were one-piece things. Oh, right. Yeah, you guys <laughs> would have been quite the sight. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we all laughed about it. And what did, did he make any comment no, when he said this is the going thing? No, I, and somebody said, maybe you should get some. <laughs> <laughs> that was pretty quick way uh, It was. Uh, one thing we... Uh, had in in Winchester, we had a pretty good district. All, we got along with most of the missionaries, and mm-hmm. they were good. And we had a couple of sisters every once in a while. You know how that is. You know they have their own little thing, their sweet testimonies. And, but uh, so I had four baptisms, and uh, I finally got transferred. Went down to Brighton. Brighton is the second resort area. <laughs> of England, uh, Liverpool and Brighton's the second one. Mm-hmm. They had this big, huge pebble beach and, and thousands of people would 
go to the beach. Nice. And uh, we were kind of not allowed to go down the beach, but my companion was the elder, Oberhansley. And Oberhansley, he was going home in a month, and he mm. wanted to take some pictures of the beach. Yeah. So we went down on the beach, and he says, I know a, a lady that we were teaching, oh, several a uh, year ago or so, but he is in that area, and he said, let's go ahead and see her. Mm-hmm. We went back and saw her, and I can't remember her name, but it's in my book. But we baptized her, and that gave me five, and the other case only had four. So I went to the the top ten baptizing dinner again, and he had to stay. He was a little ticked off. He said, brother, wait, you got the other way? You got, you sure got into that one, he, he I said, yeah, I did. How often was that dinner? Every quarter? Yeah, every about month? every quarter. Okay, every quarter. Well, I think they did away with it after mm-hmm. a while. Yeah. At least I didn't go anymore after two. Yeah, I mean, different missions run different. The presidents do different things. So One thing, because we could get to meet really fast, you know, like the whole mission get together in two hours, mm-hmm. we had, like, uh, Mark E. Peterson, one of the apostles, came through and we all got together. Mm-hmm. And David O. McKay, at General Conference, used to speak, and we all got together. And we went into Hyde Park Chapel then. That was into, into London, right into, you mm-hmm. know, it's about, oh, it's only a, half, a block off of Hyde Park. That was the, called the Hyde Park Chapel. Anyway, it was always good to listen to President David O. McKay. I thought he was a great prophet. I like to listen to his voice. Anyway, he was getting up. He's in his nineties, so he's getting pretty elderly. And and but we had a chapel full of people come from all England to listen to it. It was kind of interesting. Another thing we had because uh, we get gathered so far. Uh, uh, Billy, the golfer, uh, I think his last name Billy, uh, not Billy Graham, Billy. Anyway, he was a professional golfer, and he's about seventh on the winning list. So he's a, Billy. Come on. This, this was a missionary. No, this is the. He was um, a professional golfer. Okay, and he was yeah, in. I, and he was in your area. Yeah. He, no, he came to speak. He came oh, he to play came golf. To, he came to play golf, and he spoke to you. Okay, I got it. Oh yeah. So. Dad's looking through this mission book. It almost Billy looks, Casper. Billy Casper. So it's almost like so. This book. What is this? This almost looks like a yearbook. It is. It's Elder Wright. So, he did, he got together and made it for all of us. Every, so Bristol South Mission. No, it's British South. A British South Mission. And then it says the yearbook. And what's the L? And then it's L- 1966. That's my initials I put oh, on. Oh, LDW, that's your initials. Okay. I was like, what's okay. the? Okay, I got it. But, it, yes. you know, he did all this. He did all the writing. That's pretty cool. So you got a book and everybody's All pictures the pictures, yeah. Are in it. Um, and then it's got some, I would assume, talks and different things like that. Yeah. Very cool. Oh, and like I said, on the twenty fourth of July, we got we got together again, okay, for uh, you know the church celebration of the Pioneer Day, and uh, they had a meal there for us. And then we played a lot of games. And one of the games that we did is tug of war. 
Okay. In our, our district, uh, Elder Chase, we're the Southampton district. We went against the the mission home, uh, people in the mission home. They had some big guys. They had Elder Barney weighed over 300 pounds. And wow. Elder Skidmore played football for BYU. Mm-hmm. He was a defensive end. He was probably... Six four and we'd you know two six big guys. You guys had some big guys. Oh yeah, we did. Anyway, we got together and got this across a creek, Mm -hmm. and we put a flag and then we're going to have the tug of war. Okay. And we we started out and we our uh, group our our district got together, got the momentum, Mm -hmm. and all pulling together, Mm -hmm. we pulled these big guys into the ditch. We thought that was pretty funny. That is pretty awesome. Yeah, and then they. uh, they selected Elder Skidmore and myself and Elder Barney. We're all, you know, 250 and, and okay. 300 pounders. Okay. Uh, and then they went and got six other guys, Elder Chase <laughs> and Elder Butler. Uh-huh. And then there's two uh, two other, so two on two on one. Mm-hmm. And so Elder sure. Chase and Butler said, well, I'm going to go get weight, you know. Let's get him. Okay. Because he's my companion. Yeah, you know? they, so they came after me, and I pinned them both before they got a chance. <laughs> but these other two got pinned really fast, and the other four came over and pinned me finally. So, but, you, so you weren't. It wasn't a tug of war; it was a wrestling match. No, we had a tug of war first, and then we had oh, this wrestling okay. match. Okay. Did you guys beat them in the tug of war? The, oh yeah, we won. When we pulled them two... into the ditch. Yeah. Okay. So. So we won. Okay, and then you did the the wrestling, the wrestling match. Was, yeah, then we did, and. Uh, they did it the year after, but they had some big guy that was a wrestler from another college. I've been out a year and a half, so I was I wasn't in shape, mm-hmm. and he beat me. Okay, I, yeah, yeah, he beat me. Another, you know, that was kind of fun. That that was a fun time to do, but on our divert, we called them diversion days, and we diverted. And one thing we did this elder Wright that did my yearbook. Mm-hmm. He he did. Uh, Gave us, we all gave him a white shirt, U.S. walking team. Great big letters on the back US of us. U.S. walking team. And we drove <laughs> We drove into London, and then we went to the Dirty Dozen movie. Okay. And we all walked maybe a half mile, and, and everybody was coming by and honking at us and you stuff. You were wearing the shirts. Yeah, wearing the shirts. <laughs> I mean, you see, he's a pretty good artist. Yeah, he's, yeah it's good artwork yeah. that's in there. Yeah, it's great. But that was fun. We did things like that. And, we had permission to go into London because London was out of our mission. Mm-hmm. The Northern Circler on the London uh, was a part of our mission. So the next companion I had, he left, and Elder Sontag, uh, his dad, dad was working for the church or general authority or something. Mm-hmm. Anyway, he was kind of an uh, interesting guy. But one thing he did... Uh, his dad liked to collect gold coins, mm-hmm. and every once in a while we could find pretty good gold, gold coins for a good, good price, and he mm-hmm. would buy them. But I started going around with him, and I could pick up, go to a coin shop and pick up these silver quarters mm-hmm. for a shilling. Mm-hmm. So I was making money. Yeah. It cost us twelve pence and a shilling, you know. And uh, I, I picked up several. I had a coin collection. That was one thing I liked to do before my mission: collect coins. But anyway, Elder uh, Sontag and I started to, well, we were doing tracting every day. That was that's the normal thing we did. 
we tracked it out a guy, his name was uh, Brother Newsom. Now, I might be wrong on that name, but uh, that seems like it. I have two or three that are about the same. But if I had my book, I could tell you. But anyway, this guy, he was a Turkey Christian. I don't know you know very much about uh, Turkey, but they have Muslims and they have, mm -hmm. you know, uh, he was uh, he was saying, what he did is that he is he studied for years the Bible, mm -hmm. and he he said he had a whole I don't know several pages of what the Church of Jesus Christ would be like, mm -hmm. and he had that should be the name of the church, the Church of Jesus Christ, and he had should have twelve mm -hmm. apostles, and they should have seventies, uh, they should have uh, things that are talked about in the Bible. They have to do uh, baptism by immersion. And shoot, we sit there marking off his list because he had everything in light. He lined everything out. And he says, you know, I've worked with other missionaries before, you guys. but you um, guys, Other Mormon missionaries? Yeah. Okay. And he says, for some reason, you guys, I'm going to get baptized with you guys. So he was baptized. Uh, a short time later, I got a, another companion. His name was Elder Burke. He was from Oregon, from, from Beaverton, Oregon. So we had two Oregonians okay. together. And uh, we were having too much fun. We were, <laughs> we were only together a week. What does that mean? <laughs> oh, he, brother uh, Elder Burke was out to enjoy life. <laughs> he was telling me what he did when they got their checks each month, him uh -huh. and his companion. Yeah. And they, they like, got like... Uh, 30 quid or mm -hmm. the money, you know, 30 pounds. Mm -hmm. What they'd do is go down and get two 10-pound notes mm -hmm. and put one 10-pound note on this side and one on the other side, and everything else is ones. So they go to a car dealership like a Jag place or a Mercedes place or, you know, these real expensive sports cars, mm -hmm. and they'd go and they'd ask for their international license. So... They put the license on one side, and they'd open up, and they see all this these ten, okay. <laughs> ten yeah. pounds on one side, and then they whip over the other side, see all the ten, <laughs> and they're thinking about this thing. Okay, and, and the guy said, "Yeah, we'll we'll let you ride. We'll let you take so, a test yeah, drive." Yeah, test drive. And they, <laughs> I never did that, but they did. Okay, uh, so you were having too much fun with him for a week. A week. We, okay. I mean, uh, the, the temple was in our district. Uh huh. So we went up to the temple one day, and we just having so much fun. Mm -hmm. Got along great with each other. Well, I got along great with all my friends, except one. But anyway, I'll talk about that later. He was my okay. last one. All right. Uh, so they called me to be a trainer. Mm -hmm. They put me up at, they called it East Barnett. So, I, I so was, hang on. So okay. this missionary, you're only with him for a week? Week. And why? Why? Because you're well, having too much fun. That's no, what no that's what I I I told them. Okay, but uh, but a week and they then called they decided, me to be a trainer. Okay, and then they're they like, hey, we want you to be a trainer. Yeah, they missionary. got a new missionary. Okay. All right. So I went to the East Barnett, and it's uh, it was a Saint Almonds uh, district, and we had I don't know ten or fourteen di uh, missionaries in that district. Mm -hmm. But uh, that was Northern London. It okay. was way up in Northern London on the top of the northern circular or and we had to go to St. Albans for church. It was an old church. I got a thing to tell you about that too. But uh, 
Had you ever heard of Boreham Wood? Mm -mm. It's a movie studio. Okay. Every time we went to church, we had to go by Boreham Wood mm -hmm. and see we could see all these different settings, you know, castles and. That's cool. Oh yeah, it was cool to see Boreham Wood. We never did a tour it, mm -hmm. but we could see it at uh, you know the, those double deck buses. So right. Pretty high, so you're above the bushes and stuff. But uh, we had to go to the church there, and uh, our area there in northern London had eight hundred thousand people. So we had a lot of tracking to do. For this the, for, my, for my just the two one area, yes, for two missionaries. Oh, that's huge. We didn't have a member in that area that we knew of. Really, we had to go out of the our district to go over to the other. Because they had some really cool guys over or members on the other side. Okay. Uh, it was good because they had this great big Great Dane. I got pictures of him and stuff like that. Who had the guys, the, 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 members, the members that you liked? Yeah. Okay. And I go take him for a walk, and he'd pull me along. He was big. He was. Yeah, those are amazing dogs. Yeah, really big, and he was very well behaved. But he pulled me along, and. <laughs> And you know the Brits like their dogs. Mm -hmm. Another lady, she tried. We tried to baptize her, but never did get around to it. She had a great uh, white Pyrenees, beautiful dog. Mm -hmm. It was huge, and uh, it was kind of fun to go there and pet the dog. But we uh, ended up. We were out tracking one day, and we met this lady, and. Uh, were able to baptize her. So there was another baptism for me, or, you know, that I participated in. And Elder Sweat was with me, and he, Elder Sweat was Utah State football player. Okay. He was about 6'3 and weighed out 250. He was a defensive this, end, this too. This is your companion. This is my companion. You must so have freaked people out. Yeah, it door. did because they were just <laughs> little short guys over there. They didn't look at us and, where do you guys come from? Right, right. <laughs> and uh, yeah, we had, we had a good time too, Elder Sweat. And, and, you know, I was able to train him and we did a lot of things. Cool. But we did a lot of tracting. But we found that there were some members that uh, every once in a while they come by and say, oh, yeah, you were the Mormons that played baseball. I guess a couple of years ago they had these baseball teams. So they'd take them out to play baseball, all these young kids, and then they'd take them baptize them without their parents' permission. Yeah, I've heard stories like that, things yeah. that went on like that. And, uh, I don't know, missionaries, they get bored, I guess, sometimes they do stupid things. Like going to the graveyard and baptizing the dead. I've <laughs> not heard about that before. Uh, they try to count it on the record and it doesn't work. No. <laughs> they say, well, we, we like to baptize the dead. <laughs> uh, that's that's strange. I, I never did any of that stuff. But anyway, it was fun to... One thing, we were in St. Uh, Albany... Uh, Albany, uh, Saints, uh, Abbey, Saint, I don't can't remember. Anyway, I think it's Saint Albany. Mm -hmm. They had a little uh, old church, that was some other faith that kind of gave it up. Mm -hmm. But that was our first Christmas that I was there in England. Okay. And uh, so it's been about a year, eleven months when we had Christmas. Okay. So we got together a district. We 
what we did, went into the, the hall and we cleared all the chairs, packed them all those to the uh, side of the room. This is inside the church. And yeah, this okay. is, well, at the church, that's where we held church. It okay. Was, where like we a held hall. church. Yeah. Okay. Like, it was like an old hall or something. Okay. Anyway, we uh, played a game where we had a little this little football. And what we do is uh, one team would throw it to the other team, and then we turn off the lights. And you could hear a bunch of people. And when the lights came on, we had to stop, you know. <laughs> and I still remember we had a lot of fun that day. That's and, pretty funny. Yeah, it and was. No, no members came in or anything. No, no. You guys. It was Christmas Eve or something. Uh, that's what you guys did on Christmas Eve. That's yeah, funny. just got together as a district, and oh, we had some food and stuff there, but. I remember that game we played. We might have played some other games. It sounds like a fun game. It is. I think it? if I was 19 or 20, that would be awesome. <laughs> yeah. The, and uh, and they the difference is they call it Old St. Nick. They don't call it Santa Claus mm-hmm. or Father Christmas. Okay. It's a little, uh, Christmas is a little bit different than what we think. You know, the, the thicky pudding or whatever they call it. Mm-hmm. A sticky pudding or whatever. Piggy whatever. pudding. Mm-hmm. Picky pudding. And we had some of that. And I've always, I think most everybody has always wondered what figgy pudding is. It's, what is it? It's kind of like a raisin and brand pudding, and then they put a, a sauce on top. Was it good or was it gross? I liked it. Some people didn't like it. But okay. You have to like raisins and was it? It's was, heavy, really heavy. Was it something they had all the time, or did, was it a seasonal thing around Christmas? No, it's around Christmas. Okay. And uh, it was. Uh, we had we had a good time. I one thing about Elder Chase, I'll tell you a story. We were pretty competitive, you know, as young men. So okay. he had a nice bike, and I had a bike. And <laughs> okay. To go to our tracking area, we had this big long hill, like a mile hill. Okay. And right at the bend, it was pretty steep, and right at the end, there's a big curve. Okay. So we got racing down that hill, <laughs> and I was ahead of him a little bit. But my momentum, he, he was coming on the inside, my momentum carried me <laughs> to the outside, and I knocked him off. No way. And he lit right in the hedge. Wow. One of these hedges. And the lady come running out of the house and said, you okay? You want a cup of tea? You want a cup of tea? You okay? And he got up, and he, he was about half days. But, you know, he's a big guy, he, and he, he was strong. He was, he was a farmer, and uh-huh. he was uh, right. And uh, we looked at his bike, and his his t- tire was just bent. <laughs> so we wheeled it back up the hill. I felt kind of bad. I, I couldn't stop because that momentum kept pushing me over. He said, brother, wait, you ran I me. Mean, wait, you ran me off the road. I said, I, I'm sorry. I had that momentum. I was ahead of you. <laughs> Were you guys wearing helmets? No. I was going to say, you probably weren't. The, what we had to do from April, well, I'll go from uh, October 1st to April 1st, you had to wear hats. Okay. You've seen us all like, kinds of different hats. Okay. Kind of like a minister hat, you know. Uh, but we had to wear them. Like a fedora? No, kind of hat? just a hat. Or like a brimmed hat? Yeah, a brim hat. You okay. know, like you're a missionary or business guy. Because we did in Australia because the sun was so bad. Well, we did it because the winter's so bad. Okay. The rain and the keep our heads warm. Okay. Uh, so you had to do it with. Which would be. 
uh, hard to have that and be on your bike and and there's very seldom we could just wear white shirts we always had to wear suits okay every once in a while we got you know in the 90s and the humidity was heavy that I mean, somebody said, let's just do the white shirts. So it, was, so it was protocol all the time we're wearing suits unless we call it off every now and again. Yeah. Is that, man, you must have been sweating like crazy. Oh, no, it was cool over there in England. Except for those days that it was super yeah, hot, right? Yeah. And I never did see it over, you know, 80, 85, 90. What were your feelings about the weather over there? A lot of rain. Mm-hmm. That's why it was so green. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, every once in a while we got caught without our, what we call a rain Mac. It was a real lightweight thing you could put over your suit and like the rain, a, the rain wouldn't hurt you that much. Okay. But a lot of times we come home just soaked too. Man. And uh, get caught out in a thunderstorm or, or, you know, it's raining a lot in England. Right. We carried umbrellas some of the time when we protect ourselves that way. But so, uh, so what was like the percentage? Like, were you riding bikes most of the time, or yeah. you doing the bus? And most of the time, I I would say sixty percent were on bikes. It's interesting because Tanya didn't even. She was in on trains and buses the whole time. Oh yeah, and I could see that the lady because it's so cheap. Yeah, it's real cheap. Uh. One thing about a bike, uh, a car hit me. Oh, really? And uh, the guy got out and he was just apologizing because that's pretty serious to get hit on a bike. Yes, that's pretty intense. But it's so funny. He hit me. I lit on his, what they call a bonnet. It was the hood. Yes. I hit it and I dented it and I rolled on the other side. And he got out. And he said, you all right? You all right? Yeah. He was really frantic. I said, yeah, I'm all right, but your car sure took a beating. <laughs> Because I hit my uh, pedal on it, scraped yeah. along the side of his car. Oh, my goodness. And uh, scratched it pretty bad, and I dented his hood. And, I mean, it was a mess. There there were some accidents we saw with uh, bicycles. You had to be careful. Wow. Because we didn't wear helmets back there. Well, and everything's so narrow there, too. Yeah. Like streets we came everything. up one time, and I think it was Brighton, and we came up on this accident, and mm-hmm. the guy... Got hit and he flipped over and, and he hit his head and it was splattered. It uh, was like a melon. You guys came across that and saw yeah, that. Yeah, we then we just kept riding. Oh my god! Another time down Southampton, I we were riding our bikes and here saw this big. I don't know if you ever seen a big dock rat. They're big. A big what? Dock rat. No, I'm never. They're one about a foot like, body, like, a, like a another cat. another foot on tail. They're about this long. So it's like two feet. Yeah, it's just, like a foot and then a foot tail. I mean, I mean they that's, they're they're calling dock rats. And, okay, and that's why they have those big things on ships to block the rats from going up okay. up their chains. And yes, because they're serious to get a big rat like that on. But I couldn't believe it. How about you're sitting in the middle of the road, been run over, and I looked at that and I said, "Wow, wow, that's big rodent." Yeah. Then I. Uh, we uh, had to get a permission, but when I moved in with Elder Chase, he had uh, tickets to The Who. I don't know if you've ever heard of The Who or not. So, like, Elder Chase, did you, is this later on in your mission? No, that's... For, this is at the beginning. With, yeah, like okay. this okay, second month. Six months. They already had tickets, and he says, well, you had to buy your tickets from one of the last companions. 
So we went and saw the, saw the who. And your Mr. President was okay with that? I didn't ask. <laughs> <laughs> Another yeah. time we was in, I was in Wembley. Mm-hmm. You've heard of Wembley? Mm-hmm. Yes. They have a big hall there that had, uh, you, ever, you ever heard of Lulu? Mm-mm. You ever heard of the monkeys? Yes. Okay, she was the head of, she did her concert before the monkeys. Okay. To serve with love and stuff like that. I mm-hmm. mean, you probably heard her before. You probably, know. yeah. She's pretty popular in any way. Because we were missionaries. And that's another one I moved in on. The guy, they already had tickets. And I had to buy the tickets from them. Right. Because we had our uh, suits on and hats, they, they all, we sat on the second row. So they were right there. And they had probably, I don't know, 30,000 people there. But why, but why, with your suits and hats, why did you get preferential well, treatment? I don't know. We looked like we were important, I guess. <laughs> like, right away, gentlemen. Another thing we did is I got, well, I got, I know I got permission this time, is that we went to Billy Graham. You, you ever did, heard of oh, Billy you Graham? Did on your mission? That's yeah. awesome. Wow. We got permission that time, and uh, they had this big hall. I would probably hold, I don't know. Lots of people, 30, yeah. 40,000 people anyway. And he was out, he gave a great uh, talk about families and how important families are. Mm-hmm. The one thing we did, uh, then he said, we want all you people to come down that want to be saved. Mm-hmm. So about six of us missionaries jumped up. And all of a sudden, all these TV cameras zoomed in on us, six people. And I had people from La Grand say, Hey, we saw you over there going to Billy Graham. Wow. Yeah, it was kind of cool. And uh, so, did you? And you went down there to get and to get saved? Oh no, they 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 blocked us off to the side. That's what I was going to say. Yeah, he took us off to the side. They know we were serious. Interesting. We just wanted to talk to him about the church and things okay. like that. But they they hustled us off to the side. Oh, uh, that was kind of interesting anyway. That's interesting that people from Legrand saw you yeah, they, uh, on TV. That's yeah. pretty amazing. Sister Miller said, yeah, I saw you. I was watching Billy Graham. Oh and I saw you Because <laughs> they zoomed in on us. Yeah. I mean, we were the first to pop up. Right. <laughs> and we were walking down the aisle, and they were following us with TV cameras. <laughs> <laughs> One thing <laughs> I noticed that uh, another experience uh, – and when I was with El- Elder Burke, was another missionary trained, and we had a, a couple. Well, we baptized the mother and uh, two kids in that family. So er- every area I was in, I baptized except one, and that was my last area. I got in with uh, Elder uh, Powery. He was from South Africa, and he didn't want to be there on a mission. And he was a brand new missionary. Yeah, he was a. He, yeah, he. I wasn't training him. He, I was. They wanted me to sit on him. If he wanted, he wanted to go back to South Africa. He didn't okay. want. Didn't want to be on a mission. He, his dad was a district president in South Africa. I I talked to. Uh, 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 well, I talked to people that were down South Africa knew knew his folks. Like in on their England. mission, yeah. No, in South Africa, new elder Powery spoke down right. in South Africa. Okay, he was from South Africa, but uh, 
He just didn't want to do missionary work. <laughs> he just, I fought with him and fight. Hey, well, let's go track. No, I'm not going to go track. You know. So what did you do? <sighs> Run around on our bikes and we had Chew Gardens. We had uh, Chew Gardens as a a a bon, uh, by a, a bon, uh, a plant. That about every plant in the world. Botanical there. garden. Botanical. That's what I was trying to think of. Anyway, uh, it was very interesting to walk through there, and that was only a block from our house. Cool. Yeah, and then they had uh, the Queens. Uh, they had a huge place where they had oh, I don't know, a couple hundred deer, mm-hmm. and as all the Queens forest, and mm-hmm. it was not too far from Windsor Castle, and it was kind of interesting to go through that. And he, he would, uh, I got him to go out a couple of times tracking, but he didn't like it. But uh, uh, that was about Christmas time, and he just didn't want to work. Then I left in January, and uh, uh, just because he didn't want to, he's a nice guy and everything, but he right. just didn't want to do missionary work. I don't know right. if he had any companions like that or not. It is hard. It was hard. It is, especially when I, I felt that most of my companions were good on my mission, and uh, I got along with them all, and and uh, we're all a little bit different, you know. But mm-hmm. we got along, worked hard, had some fun, and on our diversion days, we had some great times. And saw a lot of things in England. Went through a lot of museums. We could get permission to do that, and a lot of the museums are right next to Hyde Park Chapel, there in, in London. And uh, we're all. Uh, we're all do, uh, doing things, and and you know, you had district meetings and stuff like that. You get the opportunity to, to bear your testimony, and but that's a, that's my mission. And I came home and uh, in January and went to work for the a sawmill. I worked there for one week, and my dad got me on the railroad in a section gang and worked there for six months on the section gang. And then I went to. Uh, Rick's College got two scholarships, one for wrestling, one for football. They weren't full ride. They're like, I don't know, three or $400 each, but mm-hmm. it's better than nothing. Yeah, for sure. But then the, the next year, I played football, and I came back, and they gave me the coach. Grant told me it was the largest scholarship they ever gave anybody. Really? I didn't know that. Yeah, I, don't, cool. I usually don't tell anybody. No, yeah. I don't, I now everybody knows. <laughs> but I was team captain, co-captain. Cool. For the defense, and the, uh, Dave Hammond was for the offense. But, uh, yeah, I, I enjoyed football, and then I came to Boise State. Cool. So, in way of your mission, what do you think was the thing that you were most surprised with it by? Uh, what I was surprised that not all the elders out there to do missionary work. Mm. They were uh, bribed by their parents and stuff like that. You get a new car or something, they go on their mission. So they were out there just to do nothing. And, uh, well, to have fun. And they weren't away in mission. Every once in a while they get caught going to France and stuff like that. But, mm-hmm. And you'd hear about as missionaries. Not everybody had the same desire to do missionary work. You'd seen that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Wide range. Yeah. And then then you had some really 
humble, very talented missionaries that, you know, could play the guitars and, and sing and everything like that. Uh, but overall, I thought my mission was good. I thought I was able to baptize several people. And I think it was because of Elder Chase starting me out good on working hard. And he sounds like a good guy. Did you guys stay in touch at all? Uh, I did see Elder Chase. He lives in San Diego. He's the chief psychologist for the San Diego School District. Really? Yeah. He's, uh, we were going to do some business things together, but, you know, he went his way. I went my way. Yeah. And you didn't have the I, communication tools that we do no. now to stay in touch. In Elder Sweat, I contacted him. I don't know I. Elder Burke, uh, he was a, these two trainees I had. I'd like to get a hold of someday, but I haven't. Mm -hmm. But I did contact Elder Sweat. I don't know if he's active in the church or not, but I, I was trying to meet up with him, but he had too much going on. He said. Work out. So if you could go back to your mission, where what is like one place that you'd want to go? Winchester. See? Winchester. Because it has that big, beautiful cathedral. Okay. It has a real unique uh, high road. Mm -hmm. On the high road, you could see in the butcher shops, you could see pheasants have been hanging there for three weeks without any refrigeration. Maybe Turning not. green. Maybe not anymore, but. I don't know. They had, you know, pigs and stuff uh, hanging <laughs> up in their butcher shops. and oh, I know. It's crazy. It's a different world, different life. And it's kind of a, a unique place. It had the round table and it had the big cathedral. And, a, and not, another place is a, there's a castle called Arundel Castle that was really unique. Had the moat, had the, had yeah. the drawbridges and stuff be, like that. And that, you got to go to it while you're there. Oh, right? yeah. It was, only, oh, that's cool. it was only about 10 miles from the Brighton. Mm -hmm. Maybe. But in studying this book that Grant got, we were related to him, the people that owned uh, the yeah, Rendell Castle. Castle. It's like yeah. going home. That's well, cool. we had a lot of uh, kings and queens that we were related mm -hmm. to. Cool. Through a couple of lines. Yeah. Cool. That's awesome. Yeah. Is there anything that I haven't asked you about or that we haven't talked about that you want to talk about with your mission? Oh, I'm good. I Like I said, I got along with all my companions in one, he didn't want to work. But other than that, I mean, sometimes we had too much fun. <laughs> oh, I'll tell you one more thing that happened to us. Elder Chase went on to become a zone leader. Mm -hmm. And we had three zones, so they made a new zone, zone four. Mm -hmm. So he got with me and, and Elder Butler. And, and Elder Butler is a uh, went to Harvard Business College, really an intelligent kid. But... Uh, because of the new zone, we we're going to impress the new mission president. Okay. <laughs> so we all dressed up as cheerleaders. What? <laughs> <laughs> and we came out, we had, had a song, it was on so far, on so far, fight to victory. You know? This is at a zone conference? A zone meeting. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> Elder Christensen, uh, President Christensen called us aside and just chewed us up once. <laughs> says, we as a church members never <laughs> dress up with women. 
Oh my goodness. Because <laughs> yeah, anyway. you told, you said at the beginning that he was really strict. Yeah, he was really and this strict. Was maybe President was Archer was real loose. He probably would have thought that was funny, right? Oh yeah, he loved it. <laughs> Uh, we had, so what you guys, you we guys borrowed, envisioned that going much differently in your house. Well, we borrowed a lot of clothes. We, oh, we should, my goodness. Because we look like women. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> you know what women were. <laughs> we were out cheerleading. Oh, my goodness. That was funny. All right. Any any other? I don't want to end the, I don't want to end it on that note. Anything else that we can share? Well, at, at times, we, I, I was, we had the... Uh, the London Temple in our district, mm -hmm. and every once in a while they would uh, ask us if we'd come and do initiatory work. And and after you know, fifty times through, you're pretty oily. <laughs> I should say that, but you know how that goes. Yeah, because they concentrate you with oil, and mm -hmm. and uh, we did that quite not quite often, maybe once or twice in our mission. We had to have special permission, and they wanted us to come in and do it. Mm -hmm. But like I said, it was only 20 miles from where I lived, my in in Brighton there, mm -hmm. and that was part of my in my district or in my area, whatever you want to call them. But, but uh, I I can say overall I enjoyed my mission and uh, and enjoyed the food. What was your favorite? besides the curry. The curry is probably my favorite. What, was, what were some other items that you can think of? Oh, and chicken and rice stuff like that was good. Uh, uh, they had a, uh, I, I didn't like steak and kidney pie. I was going to ask you about that. So you didn't like the meat pies. Uh, it's all right. I ate them if they gave it to us, but, you know, mm -hmm. I, I didn't like kidney that much. <laughs> uh a lot of times the eggs and stuff like that, you know, uh, was pretty good. Sometimes the meat was good. Uh, what's the thing like years and years and years later, what's the thing that sticks with you? Maybe like, what's the thing that you think about most? They, well, they had a, a drink called squash. Okay. And it's, they're orange squashes and lemon squashes. And you mixed it with water. You didn't drink it directly. And mm -hmm. you could buy a bottle of squash and it'll last you, you know, half a month. Because mm -hmm. you could add your, it's your a, water. It's a concentrate. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And uh, and jelly rolls. <laughs> For oh, noon, it was a roll about, oh, six inches long and about, oh, three inches in diameter. Mm -hmm. And they were filled with uh, cake and then jelly inside. Mm -hmm. And they were fairly cheap to buy. And we'd eat that for lunch and some, uh, a drink of some sort, squash or something. But uh, some of the difference uh, on the car parts and stuff like that. Uh, if you get down in London, they had what they called Cockney. Mm -hmm. That's a language that the Cockney spoke. Mm -hmm. And it's really tough to understand them because like apples and pears were the stairs and and I can't remember some of the other was it, like, was it like slang? Yeah, or? real slang uh, English. Okay. Uh, I did do some tracting in South London that just made me sick sometime. The conditions were pretty dirty. One thing about Sister Pilly, when we went back there, it was a pretty messy house when we first contacted. Mm -hmm. She 
went back and she got her house in order. And when we, I got permission to go back before I left to, to go. But uh, her house was straightened up and clean. Wow, that's cool. and, and her husband was baptized. And I think two or three other kids and some of the grandkids were getting baptized. And, and she was the pillar of that uh, Winchester branch. I heard that they have a branch there, and, and it was all <laughs> Sister Pilling get along, and she was just a nice lady, mm -hmm. and uh, we felt we had some part in that. You did? Yeah. That's cool. And then you had, I don't know if we should want to end on this or not, you know, they had their problems as people, you know, like we run across people with suicide. You know, slitting her wrist or putting her head in the oven. We don't want to end the end it on this, but yes, <laughs> you're giving me every, my every, I think uh, a lot of counseling. Uh, yeah, I mean, and like, you know, missionaries are attracted. People are attracted to people like that because you pay attention and you'll listen to their story where most people aren't going to. So we're privy to a lot of. Well, they want to. They want to stuff like that. They want to talk to you about it. You know, they have have talked to somebody about it. Right. You being a minister, they think they can lay everything out on the table. And they do. Yeah, they do. Yeah. What was your favorite? What was your favorite thing about the English people? Uh, the people of England. Probably they're uh, a different in way they spoke in the language. I, I like yeah, the, it's fine. But it's. It's a lot, lot different, and they, you know, they call some of the girls birds and and uh, all sorts of things. Mm -hmm. They call the the men blokes, and mm -hmm. you're probably aware of a little bit. I mean, it's, it's fair. There's a lot of similarities. Well, you got a lot of English over there, and, yeah. But uh, the language, I enjoyed listening to them. Uh, just working with the people, you know, they're good people, most of them. Mm -hmm. Every once in a while, you run across the. Yeah. One thing that uh, was kind of interesting, we uh, were in an area that was all Jewish called Golders Green. Interesting. And you, I don't know if you knew what a mezuzah is. A medusa? Mezuzah. They stick it above the door, it has the Ten Commandments in it. Uh, no. You can tell they're Jewish right at the bat when you're knocking okay. on their door. Anyway, they had the Six Day War. Uh, with Egypt, mm -hmm. and they, they beat the tar out of Egypt in the Six-Day War. But when they had that war, they all grouped together and they had yard sales. Or they didn't call them yard sales. They called them uh, uh, street sales. Mm -hmm. And uh, they were selling everything to help support the, wow. the Israel people. To send over. money over there. Yeah, I bought wow. a bowler hat, and I don't even know what happened to it. I wanted to keep that bowler hat. Yeah. And uh, they had open street markets that were really interesting. That is interesting. Yeah. Have you, did you have open markets over there in Australia? Not that I recall. These are like they're sometimes a half mile long. Wow. They had all these vendors, and they're all selling their That's cool. Their those are fun. I've been oh, to lots yeah. of countries that do those, but that's that's In England, they had markets like that. They did, they did it once a week sometimes. That's cool. It was fun to walk down. Through. They said you could uh, lose your watch on one end and, and buy it back on the other <laughs> end. <laughs> that sounds about right. 
Uh, and the people were very giving. Uh, once they got to know you and stuff like that, we'll bring, go back to this, uh, this Jewish family. We were out tracting one day, and the guy said, do you know what just came out? Fiddler on the roof. Come on yeah, in. They're excited about it. Oh yeah. You know. <laughs> and he had a, a music room in his house. Big, beautiful homes. Okay. I mean, they're very posh. All right. Really rich. Yeah. And he was in marketing and he invited us in and we wanted to teach him the, the gospel, but he said, Oh, you have to listen to this music and he put Fiddler on the Roof. And, so he played the music for Oh, him. all the way through. And he had a big stereo system. He had a music room. Well, who uh, walked in his music room? And, that's pretty cool. Yeah, and that's how I got to like Fiddler on the Roof. You yeah. know how, how it starts out. Yeah, if I were a rich man. Tanya's <laughs> <laughs> always told me that's your song. That's my dad's song. <laughs> well, that's Ilan on that. Uh, he was in marketing, and I he told me what he's marketing. But I can't remember, but mm. it's it fun to. He had this old furniture in his home. This really expensive furniture, probably one table cost three or four thousand pounds, but mm -hmm. you know because of the, the the carving on it and yeah. stuff like that. But he was very rich, but very nice to us. Uh, he was so excited. He said, "Come in and see this fellow on the road." And he says, "You know, I I have my own religion, and he's uh -huh. up front with us, right?" But. Uh, we kind of like you guys. You can come back anytime. That's cool. We went back two or three times. But it was, uh, I like Fiddler on the Roof. But it's it was good. I consider it a good mission. I would too, based off everything you told me. Thanks for your time and sharing it. This is fun to catch up. There's lots of stories that I've never heard and hopefully lots of stories your kids haven't heard before. <laughs> I think there probably is. There's there probably, I didn't tell them everything. Well, <clears throat> probably just as well. Yeah. <laughs> you know, there's some things on the going information. <laughs> you don't tell everything. Nope, you don't. We'll, uh, we'll leave those things to be unsaid, but thanks, Dad. Appreciate right. it. I had a good time on the movie.